0: 100 300 that's crazy. You want to know a question that makes my hair stand on end? How much do you cost? One of the most challenging parts of running a business, especially in the beginning, is putting a price value that's fair, smart, not to mention profitable on the products and services we offer. It's like how do you even begin to come up with a number that encompasses the time, effort, passion, and strategy you've poured into your business? Not to mention your price should always somewhat reflect the late nights, difficult decisions, and hours of dreaming that it took to get to a place where we even have stuff to offer on the marketplace. Am I right? So chances are, if you hit play today on episode number 300, you're wondering how you know your price is right, Bob Barker style, that is not too high and pushing potential customers away, or too low and practically giving away your resources for a steal. It's not easy, is it? Now, I found that there isn't a one size fits all structure to figuring out pricing. What one person charges, even if they're your direct competition, might not and is likely not the right price for you. That's because even if you offer similar products as businesses, you likely have different profit goals and different ways of providing your product or service to your clients and customers. While it's helpful to look at others in your industry to get a very rough idea of where to start with numbers, it's more helpful to look at equations to help you reach your individual and business goals as an entrepreneur. And guys, this can be so hard and such a mind game, especially if you're new to business ownership or you've experienced a lot of change or growth recently. Emotions can sometimes take over where equations should be, and it's hard to know what value is actually warranted for the thing that you're selling. Striking the balance between not swindling buyers and also not cheapening yourself is a super challenging tightrope to walk, but something tells me you, my friend, are up for a challenge. Pricing is complicated for pretty much everyone, but women in particular have notoriously had a more difficult time placing a value on their business offerings. Or just talking about money. If you're a woman, you might just have a clue what I'm talking about. In fact, a study conducted by Merrill Lynch said that 61% of women would rather discuss the details of their own death than talk about money. (laughs) I mean, it's that taboo and tough for us. How crazy is that? And honestly, as surprising as it is, it does kind of make sense. Money to women represents security and the ability to care for our families just as much as it represents purchasing power. We are more emotionally tied to money because it doesn't just signify power and prestige to us. It's often tied to our past experiences and it can be a barometer of our success. It's a way for us to create financial freedom and independence that doesn't rely on others taking care of us like many generations past. In 2018, State of Women-Owned Businesses report said this, There is a significant gap between the number of women who start businesses and those who commit to growing them. Unlocking the potential of women-owned businesses represents a powerful opportunity for economic growth. And you know one of the biggest ways to grow a business? Setting your prices at an ambitious yet reasonable rate that supports profitability and encourages customers to come back over and over and over again. This episode is a way to open up the conversation about price setting for entrepreneurs and to share my own philosophy about running your numbers and figuring out what to charge. But the true way to grow and get it right when you pause this podcast is before you dig into numbers... Talk about pricing with others. Talk to other entrepreneurs. You know, talk to mentors. Ask them what they're charging. Share your profit margins. Share numbers. Discuss what steps you're taking to adjust your money mindset. I cannot stress enough how important talking about money is for us gals out here, because we have this more emotional tie to dollar dollar bills, y'all. We've got to start treating it like the other emotional situations in our lives by talking it out. I mean. Isn't it so much easier and better to navigate heartbreak, big decisions, and arguments when we just open up and communicate about them? When we hold in feelings and fears about emotional triggers, we lose out on the chance to expand our perspectives, learn something new, and get really impactful advice. Money stuff is the exact same way, and we're starting the convo right now. In this episode, I'm going to chat with you all about crunching your numbers, drilling into them to find a realistic dollar amount to charge, plus how to create a unique experience to back up your rates, and my personal philosophy about how to approach discounts. After this episode, your work is not going to be done, though, not even after you evaluate your numbers and come up with that magical dollar figure. Nope, the biggest thing I hope you take from today is to go out and initiate conversations about money with both men and women. The only way we'll bridge pay gaps and ask for what we deserve and be able to command true life-changing income and wealth is if we're willing to talk about it all. Our insecurities and wins and setbacks all around money, everything. So let's get into it and talk about one of my favorite taboo subjects,
1: If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to Zapier for supporting Gold Digger. Zapier
0: is the easiest way to automate your work. It connects all your business software and handles work for you so you can focus on the things that matter the most. Try Zapier free by going to our special link, zapier.com slash Thanks to FabFitFun for supporting Gold Digger. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. Use the coupon code GoldDigger for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. I remember the first time someone offered to pay me to take their photo. I'm pretty sure after that phone call, I got off the phone, danced awkwardly like I'd won the lottery, and then planned how I would spend my $100 before I'd even earned it. It got my wheels turning, and it made me want to dive headfirst into life as a photographer. The problem was, I didn't exactly know how to use my camera, I had a full-time job, I wasn't registered as a business, and I was just simply a girl who had bought a decent camera off Craigslist. When you are just starting your career in whatever field you are deciding to dive headfirst into, it's easy to think that those $100 bills are going straight into your pocket. Like if only yoga pants had pockets, am I right? But the truth is we often discount our time and talent, which are usually the biggest parts of the equation. We are often so caught up in the whimsy and the fact that someone is actually willing to pay us that we forget about creating a sustainable and profitable business that will allow us to live the life we've been dreaming of. We can get stuck in a place wondering if we're even legit enough to charge the amount of money we're thinking of, and we quickly let fear lead us to a place of questioning what to charge, what everyone else is charging, and comparing ourselves to other locals in the same creative field. I remember scouring websites of other photographers for days, seeing how much they charged, and then trying to set up my prices based off of what they were doing. The problem, our situations, lives, talents, and businesses were incomparable. So let's quit the comparison game and get to the heart of your situation. There are three simple numbers you need to know. Number one, your financial need or goal. Number two, the amount of hours of work you'll put in. And number three, the number of clients or sales necessary in order to reach your goal. Now, first and foremost, you need a plan. It's wild how much time we spend planning all the things, but how often we forget to create a plan around money. So let's start there. What does success look like for you? What would it mean to fail? If you do succeed, how would your life change? If you failed, what would your backup plan be? In a world that is constantly shouting to chase and dream and do, it's important to keep your feet on the ground and be smart. What do you need in order to feel like a success? What do you need to bring in in order to cover your rent or your mortgage and put food on the table? Is making a certain amount of money necessary? What about your backup plan? How will you navigate the inevitable ebb and flow of owning a business? So first, you need a plan. When I worked for Target... I made about $50,000 per year, which meant my take home pay was around $38,000 after taxes. It's important to not get caught up in the numbers of what you're taking in, but more so how you are profiting or the amount you are actually taking home. I told myself that before I could take the leap of faith into ruling the world, aka owning my own business, I needed to at least match that number so that we could maintain the lifestyle we had been living. I knew that in order to hit that number, I needed to book 25 weddings and thus my goal came to life. Now be honest with yourself, crunch some numbers, sit down with your parents, your spouse, your accountant, or a financially wise friend, and make sure that you have a plan wherever you are at in your business. Now the first place to start is in defining that amount, whether it's your survival amount or your dream goal, we want to start with that profit number. So think about what that number is. Do you want to hit that whimsical six figures? Spoiler alert, nothing changes when you hit that. Nothing changes when you hit seven figures either. But when you sit down, you need to define what is enough. What is your dream? What is that number for you? You have to start with your profit number. So now that you have that number, I want to talk about expenses. Boy, do I wish someone would have told me about this stuff before I started my business. If you have yet to actually start your business, here is my biggest piece of advice. Start now and do it right. I am so thankful that I registered my business, filed for taxes, got an accountant, and did all of the scary legal stuff right away. Now, I made the decision to personally never go into debt for my business. Debt has always stressed me out. And so I funded my business little by little using my nine to five to help. And my first year of profits were all reinvested back into the business while I still had the security of my full time job. Remember that if you start at a deficit with debt, which is sometimes necessary, you will need to pay off that debt before you truly bring in a profit. Now, running a business isn't cheap. It can be really expensive. It's filled with all of these evil hidden expenses that we often forget about when someone offers to pay us that first $100. And if we don't start planning for these expenses now, you just might not be profiting at all. So there are two kinds of expenses. There are fixed and variable expenses. Fixed expenses will be a part of every project or post or shoot, regardless of if you do one, or 20. So examples of fixed costs include supplies, equipment costs, web hosting expenses, insurance. Variable costs are based on what kind of projects you're doing. Examples of variable costs include travel, renting equipment, contracting assistance, packaging, postage. These costs vary based on the scope of the project and will be different on a client-to-client basis. So one of the biggest factors to business success is pricing your offers just right. I mean, it's kind of like a mix between art and science, picking the ideal number that will generate interest and, hello, sales to sustain your business and help you achieve your profit goals to keep on growing. But pinpointing your pricing model isn't easy work, and you'll likely end up adjusting your rates over time as your business and your financial goals shift too. The biggest thing to remember Is there is no standard approach to pricing for any type of business, industry, or product. While this simple fact opens up a lot of flexibility in the way that you set up your pricing, it also means that the door to potential mistakes and under or overpricing your products or services can happen. I mean, this stuff can feel so confusing, am I right? That's why it's best to remember that pricing is an equation, it's not an emotion. What I mean by that is I see so many people pricing their work based on industry standards, others in their area, people who offer similar products or services, and while there's nothing wrong with doing a little market research, your pricing should be a reflection of your need your expense, and your experience that you're offering that only you can offer. So if you get tempted to price based on what everyone else is charging, go back to the equation and remove the emotion. I remember when I was first starting out as a wedding photographer, I had been a bride myself. So I had been in the client's shoes. And I set my prices based off of what I myself was willing to spend as a bride, but also based off of what everyone else was charging. And I didn't realize that in doing that, I was inviting people to price shop me. There was really no USP unique selling proposition about me. I was just sending over my rates and saying, judge me based off these and compare me to everyone else and pick the best price. And so when I look back at the things that I did wrong at the very beginning, I was essentially just looking at what everyone else was doing and saying, okay, well, I'm better than her. I'm not as good as her. I'm going to charge more than her. I'm going to charge less than them. I'm going to make sure I stay in that ballpark of what I myself as a client am willing to spend money on. And that was how I set my prices. And obviously something worked because I'm still here to talk about it, but I want to get back to the equation for you. So let's talk about what your perfect price is going to look like. Now, let's first be real. We all want to make money. The goal of owning a business is often twofold in this way. We want to A, offer the world something we're passionate about creating, and B, create life-changing income by offering this product or service that we love. But the trick is making sure that you're able to generate enough revenue from your offerings that you can cover the cost of running the business and achieve your profit goals. So when I was a wedding photographer, I first started with my need, which was to make $50,000 pre-taxes and to figure out how many hours I was willing to devote to that dream in order to make it happen. I looked at my own consumer habits mixed with my skill and level of experience and determined that I could charge around $2,000 per wedding and serve 25 couples in order to reach that ultimate goal of 50K. Now, I landed on this rate for a few reasons. Each wedding took me about 60 hours to complete from the 12-hour days of driving to weddings and shooting to the 40 hours of editing and the eight hours of the clerical and communication side of things. I was making about $30 an hour when I was charging this rate, and at that price range, I was able to attract and book 25 clients, the 25 that I needed, in order to hit my goal and match my salary. Now, keep in mind, I still had my nine to five while I booked out that upcoming year. So I didn't make the actual leap of faith into full-time entrepreneurship until I knew that I had a calendar filled and enough work to hit that goal. I essentially told myself, okay, I know for the next year I'm going to be covered and I can figure it out moving forward after that. And I worked up until that first wedding of that season. I saved as much money as I could to give myself a cushion. With each wedding season came more experience, and with that experience came higher levels of my work and what I could offer my clients with each session. And so I raised my rates to match my work and the experience that I was offering. I remember a mentor once telling me that with each client you serve, you gain more valuable insight and skill and that you should be charging more. And so with every five weddings that I shot, I incrementally raised my prices just a bit so that each year I was charging about $1,000 more per wedding. I was able to command that price increase because my demand was also increasing with the added visibility of my work and the word of mouth referrals coming in. So let's talk about a simple economic principle that is called supply and demand. Did you guys know that I have an economics minor? True story. A lot of times entrepreneurs start and they price themselves low just to gain experience. And as they gain experience and they begin serving clients, hopefully turning those clients into raving fans, and they build up their portfolio, they will be more likely in demand. If this has happened to you, it's important that you start to incrementally raise your rates so that you can maintain a level of service that you are proud of. I shot weddings for seven years, and by the end of my wedding photography career, I was charging five times what I did when I first started. But I was also delivering a very high-end experience that was only possible to offer if I worked with a smaller volume of clients at that higher rate. Does that make sense? So I started with a high volume, low price point model to reach my initial income goals and then transitioned into a low volume high price business and with that shift came an entire experience shift for my clients because your price isn't just about your product or service people expect your product and service that's a given but what they don't expect is a -a one-of-a-kind experience that only you can offer and if i've learned anything it's not the price that keeps people talking it's usually the experience that you've given them let's pause here for a minute I have a little informal survey for you. Raise your hand if you're guilty. You stroll through the makeup section. You're browsing all the new mascaras and masks and lotions and potions and all the self-care things and maybe tossing a few of those in your basket only to be shocked by the total at the register and realizing when you get home that you don't actually like the things you snagged on a whim. Yep, my hand is up in the air too. I'm ditching that routine because FabFitFun is my new favorite way to treat myself to new beauty, skincare, and self-care products that I love without having to go to the store. I even save money in the process. FabFitFun is a carefully curated women's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and tech products sent straight to your doorstep each season. I got to emphasize the full-size products here. My fall box had a full-size bottle of Aveda damage remedy, hair treatment, a full-size jar of the Better Skin Coat, Lava Magic Cleanser, and these amazing gold under-eye masks. You've seen them on Instagram, guys, from Wander Beauty that saved me before a photo shoot the day. Day. The fall box with all of these goods and other customizable options is still on sale, but it's going super quick. Every FabFitFun box retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. Use my coupon code gold digger for $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com. That's $10 off your first FabFitFun box when you use the code gold digger at fabfitfun.com. I have more to share about protecting your time and taking a day off, but one of our sponsors for this episode is actually a great way to protect your time through my favorite automation. Try Zapier free at zapier.com slash gold digger. Where does your mind go when you daydream? My brain thinks about new ways to automate my business, truly, and that's why we've integrated Zapier into my business. I don't want to waste hours every day moving data from emails to spreadsheets to my CRM to wherever. I want that stuff to just happen. And that's exactly what Zapier does. It connects all your business software and handles work for you so you can focus on the things that matter the most. Zapier lets you instantly engage with leads, send them to a CRM or spreadsheet that notifies your team so that they can act fast on every opportunity. And that's just scratching the surface. Zapier supports more than 1,500 business applications, so the possibilities are virtually endless. We use Zapier all the time to connect our students to the right email funnels and the support that they need to make sure that our process is seamless. Best of all, it's easy to build the exact solution you need in minutes without writing code or asking a developer for help. Over 4.5 million people use it and save on average 40 hours per month. That's an entire full-time work week. Right now through November, try Zapier free by going to our special link, zapier.com slash gold digger. That's Z-A-P-I-E-R dot gold digger for your free 14-day trial. zapier.com golddigger gold digger. So let's talk about pricing and experiences. You cannot just raise your prices without heightening the level of experience or service you're adding. So while supply and demand is a great principle to lean on, it also comes with a responsibility on your part as you adjust your rates to meet that demand. One of the biggest pricing issues I see entrepreneurs face is that they start with a high volume, low price business model that isn't sustainable or profitable. And so they want to get out of that. And the only way they know how to is to up the rates that they're charging. You guys, I die all the time because I'm in Facebook groups and people are complaining about undercutters and people that are charging less money. And people that are at that entry-level place, they say, don't worry about those people. They're going to run the numbers at some point, whether it's tax time or a month from now, and realize that what they're doing is not sustainable. It's not your job to school them. I hope resources like this help educate people, but don't worry about what other people are doing. Worry about the experience that you're offering. So when people realize that they've created this unsustainable, not profitable business model, Then they want to raise their rates, which is smart. This is the right business decision. And while this is the right business decision, though, people often forget that you can't just raise your rates without changing that experience or communicating the added value the consumer is going to get. When it comes down to it, sales are less about money exchanged and more about creating an experience worthy of your dream customer's cash. You can have the most perfectly priced products in the world, but if you can't get them in front of customers and sell them, then they're not going to go anywhere. So hear me well, price is not the sole factor in sales. You need to be able to drive sales and get people interested enough to land on your product or service page before they can even figure out if they're in the ballpark to afford what you're selling or to see if the price is right for them entrepreneurship is not a case of if you build it, they will come, but more of a situation like if you build it and then you talk about it and you share about it and you put it out into the universe and you market it and you price it well, then maybe just maybe they will come. And while this specific episode isn't devoted to marketing, this entire podcast, the gold digger podcast is filled with episodes to help you on that front, the marketing your business side of things. That's why creating the whole no like trust factor is so important. Your brand needs to be showing up in your ideal audience's inboxes and on their social feeds with helpful insight, inspiration, education, or entertainment so that they can grow accustomed to who you are, what you're about, and eventually what you have to offer them. It's the entire reason I am so intentional about being a service and education first company. I have products and courses to sell, but you'll only hear me talking about them maybe 10 to 15% of the time. The rest of the time, I'm shedding light into my life. I'm giving away free value and I'm teaching for the sake of helping others. Not only am I able to reach way more people this way because they're not feeling sold to 100% of the time, but I'm also able to create a real relationship with my audience. My goal is to always be this virtual friend or business mentor offering advice that you are always welcome to feel free to take it or leave it. And I like to believe that I'm not pushy or salesy, even when it is time for me to sell, because I rely more on existing relationships and trust with my audience rather than marketing gimmicks or car salesman approaches. So how can you create an experience that endears and ultimately sells? It might be through exquisite branding with unique design and eye-catching colors. It could be through a boutique experience that only you can offer for a limited number of clients. It could be the approach you offer that's unique from others in your industry or your eye for detail that no one can match. Your experience isn't just communicated through the price you charge, it begins the moment someone hears your name and seeks you out. So many people are so focused on price that they forget about creating this experience. Every click of your website or scroll of your gram, every email exchange or phone consult is part of the experience you're charging for and the only one that you can offer. Price not just based on your products or services, but on the experience and charge accordingly. So let's also talk quick about different payment plan options and how I've done it. Again, my systems might not work for you, but I'll share just in case. One of the biggest things I want to do when I'm pricing is to make sure things are accessible and affordable for the right people while still protecting the value and my profits. Towards the end of my career as a photographer, I knew I wasn't the photographer for everyone. In fact, I wasn't trying to market to everyone. I was trying to market to 15 brides. That's it. 15 couples that were going to choose me as a wedding photographer. Those were the people I spoke to. So I wasn't trying this one size fits all. I'm everybody's photographer method that so many people are doing. But when I look at pricing my services, whether it was wedding photography or online courses, when I focus on making it accessible and affordable while still protecting my value, that's where I find the sweet spots. And payment plans have actually been an incredible way to make what I'm offering more accessible while still protecting that value, giving people the chance to pay off something over time. Now, if you do opt to do payment plans, you're gonna to want to make them slightly more expensive than a one-time investment because payment plans actually require more time on a monthly basis of invoicing and following up on the payment schedule. And there's also a greater chance for the client to not follow through or default on the plan. I'm gonna tell you something kind of crazy. For my courses, I always offer payment plans. And we actually have somebody on my team Their only job is dedicated to helping us recover payments. So we are getting thousands of new students every month. And a lot of our programs have three, five, even 12-month payment plan options, which means that sometimes people's credit cards expire or people stop making their payments. We have somebody on the Jenna Kutcher team whose sole job is to recover payments, to re-engage our customers, to remind them why they joined and the value that they're getting. Now, if you run an online business and this sounds like something you might need for your team, I have a link to our program called Gravy, which is what we use to recover payments. And it's in the show notes for this episode. Go to jennacutcherblog.com slash proper pricing and you can check out what we use in 24 months. They have given us back $100,000 of revenue back into our business through recovering payments. So if you are a higher volume digital online business, head to our blog post, jennacutcherblog.com slash proper pricing, and we will link to the service that we use in order to save payments. It's been totally amazing, and it makes our customers feel loved on and served so well. So one final thing that no one talks about when it comes to pricing is how to approach discounts. Saddle up because I have one more piece of advice about price setting and it might just surprise you. My ideology about discounting your pricing is pretty straightforward. Don't do it. Okay, that's maybe a little harsh, but let me explain myself for a minute. All of that number crunching, market research, and story building that you've been doing to create the perfect number that sells to your audience through your experience, yeah, it's based on an equation, right? And the moment discounting is brought to the table, it becomes emotional. I ran into this as a wedding photographer a lot and it's natural for people to want to save money. I get it, like I love a bargain too. Discounts seem to get asked more of service providers than tangible product-based businesses because with a service, a lot of times your greatest expense is your time. When offering a discount, you're cheapening yourself and this entire process if you lower your rates for discounts. If you ran the numbers right, if you set the right goals and calculated your hourly rate that made sense, then your prices need to be your prices. You need to charge them to stay in alignment with your bigger vision. Your prices are what pay your business's bills and they're probably paying your personal bills too. They're strategically built to cover your costs and create a realistic profit that's meant to enhance and grow your business. So when you slap a sale on them, which part of your business are you choosing to cheapen? Your time, your expertise, the value of your product, If you think of discounts like that, it makes a whole lot more sense to just focus on coming up with the best numbers for your prices, and then focus on creating that experience that will endear your customers to you for a long time. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't offer up deals for your customers or audience ever. I'm just saying do it a bit differently than giving 25% off your products or services for Black Friday for absolutely nothing in exchange. I made a hard and fast rule as a wedding photographer that people either paid full price and got the full entire experience or I chose to work entirely for free and I was in control of the timeline, deliverables and the finished product. The lucky few that I shot for free were my family and close friends and no, they didn't get the whole Jenna Kutcher experience but they did get beautiful photos that I took and edited and delivered on my own terms. Yes, those are two extremes but I quickly found... That when somebody asked me to discount my rates and then I did it, I immediately felt undervalued. And when I felt undervalued, I underperformed and it wasn't fair to my full paying clients. It wasn't a reflection of the experience that I had intentionally crafted and it didn't move me towards that bigger vision that I had for my life based on my personal goals. So for me, it was an all or nothing approach that worked best. Find what works best for you, but know that discounts should be handled delicately. Now. On the topic, I just want to share a little bit more about this. One of the things that I see people do a lot is that they blame pricing for everything. And I don't want that to happen to you. So let's say somebody inquires and you send out your pricing and you hear nothing back. What do you immediately think? What is the greatest fear that's going through your mind? I'm too expensive. I need to charge less. Now, what you're forgetting about is that one, maybe you didn't communicate the value. Maybe the person doesn't understand why you're worth what you're charging. Maybe you kicked off that experience with the only thing they can compare you to others with being pricing. If you are tired of getting price shop, give people something else to look at. I sell pricing guides and shop Jenna Kutcher and they change the game because It's not just a focus on your prices, but a focus on you and your brand and the experience you offer. And if you can kick off that experience with something memorable other than a Microsoft Word document that has numbers on it, then you are far more likely to get clients that want you just for you. They expect the product and service, but what they don't expect is the experience only you can offer. And you need to be offering that experience from the first moment they hear your name. So do not blame your prices. Do not go to worst case scenario and say, I'm going to have to charge 50% less in order to make a living doing this. You need to run the numbers so that the next time somebody asks you for a discount, you can confidently say, I'm so sorry, but this is what I charge. And know that every person that's hiring you and paying those prices, they value what you do. So pricing is not the enemy. In fact, the equations that I'm giving you today that I'm sharing with you are going to help equip you to show up and share your prices with confidence. And I'm so excited for you to do that. Woo! Done. (laughs) I knew pricing and money in general is a super hot topic and it can be intimidating and frustrating and cumbersome to talk about. But when you think about it, your time is precious. I always say that time is our most prized resource. Unlike money, it's not renewable or expandable. We can't just change the time or set it back or make up for the lost bits of it. Money, on the other hand, we can work with and make it make sense for our business models and our goals. And the best part about entrepreneurship is that it's a whole lot of figuring stuff out until it's totally figured out. You might not hit the perfect price on the head right away, but you'll review and adjust and pivot and run the numbers again and again and again. Ultimately, only you can decide what your time and your efforts and your talents are worth. And that's a pretty awesome position to be in if you ask me. Gold diggers, I hope today's episode shed a light on a taboo topic, money, and I hope that you enjoyed listening today. If you liked this episode, will you hop on over to Instagram at gold digger podcast and just leave us some love. I love connecting with you and hearing your own stories. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for hitting play on another
1: episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening to the gold digger podcast.